It's quite amazing. Ask not what your voice can do for you. All right, welcome to the Haas Boys podcast. Yeah, yeah, I am your, <laughs> I am your host Max, and on my left I got Mike. Yo, yeah, and we're talking all things Formula One with some Haas flavor thrown in there, of course, because we like Haas. Yes, but in the studio today we have a guest who is big Formula One fan. Yeah, loves cars, loves tech tech sides of cars which i didn't know yeah so we're stuck to have him on the show today his name is tyler yeah tyler tyler i think has never listened to an episode though he does subscribe to us yeah he's a subscribe <laughs> member and i he, might have forced that on him. i only listen to him mike like sends it to me okay oh. but i think you send it fan, to him every week yeah. motorsport fan so we're so yeah. excited to have you on the podcast tyler is the opposite of sam He's seen a lot of races, but never intentionally listened okay. to our podcast. <laughs> wow. Sam yeah. is one of our listeners. He's never seen a race, but he listens to every episode. Yeah. He's a diehard. So if so we combine rad. you, that we'll have so an actual we'll fan. Have one fan. <laughs> this Complete is so fan. good. How do we want to start this? Because we usually have news. Well, I have a game for you. Okay, let's do this game. Because I promised it and as of last promised, week. And then we'll go into news. Tyler, no peeking. I'm not looking. Last week we did the movie tagline for car movies. Yes. I might guess everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be serious. Is that a surprise? Yeah, I hate you. <laughs> so, but guess what? This week I get to fulfill my end of the deal yep. by quizzing Max. And we've, de- we've decided to include Tyler in this Tyler round. Tyler can be a sub and tag team. As we now are going to go through five taglines for car movies yes. that I am suggesting this week. Five. You'll never guess what number five is. You'll never guess. We're going to get so much clickbait off. Clickbait <laughs> in the podcast. Super innovative AI. Can't, yeah. can't trace it. So we're super on the game. But now I've got okay. my five movie taglines. All right. We're going to start with the easiest one. Okay. Okay. I need to phone a friend. Oh, no, we can have it done <laughs> like immediately. <laughs> do that yet. You're too early. Okay. So first tagline is feel the need is it top gun no believe it or not but it does share feel the need it does share that tagline with top gun the believe need it or not for speed need for speed that's <laughs> the name of the movie yep, okay that's it. okay <laughs> <laughs> the da, the ellipses should have helped me more yes it was uh that is the name i know of the top movie. gun's not a car movie it's a jet movie but again i mean it's and, it a, and a no. bullet bike movie it's a exclusively a bullet bike movie <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else they're doing in that movie. It's just bullet bike. It's movie. just a lot of clips the of like with the big bullet bike crash. <laughs> it's a lot of clips of Tom Tom Cruise riding two planes, but not a whole lot after that. And not even being on planes, he's just next to him. Yeah, no, that's Mission Impossible. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, that's it's easy to cross yeah. those. You know, Tom Cruise's movie life is paralleled his actual life. It's For just real. a documentary. Now. <laughs> it's just Nick Cage. Yeah. But yeah. in Tom Cruise form. Exactly. <laughs> so, okay. Are you ready for number two? Good job. Yes. You got the first one. Thank you. All right. Everyone's driven by something. Is it drive? It isn't, but that's uh, what is a good guess. Everyone's driven by something. I will give you a hint. Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. You ruled it out as a movie that you didn't use last week. Oh, see, if I had listened to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> You'd have a big hint right What now. movie didn't I use last week? Everyone's driven by something. I didn't do any Fast and the Furiouses. It wasn't a Fast and the Furious. Because it doesn't have family in it, so it's wasn't not that. A bull- was it Bullet? It's not Bullet. Everyone's driven by something. I'll give you a hint. Is another hint. Yes, please. It is a Formula One story. Oh, Ford v. Ferrari? That's not a Formula no, One it's, story. It's close. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty so, much the same it's thing. It's a Le Mans story, Max. <laughs> in my head, they're all You're the embarrassing same. us in oh, front of Is that the one with James Hunt and Nikki? Yeah, it's, good job, What Tyler. is the title of that one? Um, f- f- no, no, don't tell me. Don't tell me. It's Starts. written. Ron Howard directed. Yes. Yeah, How do you know that, but not the title? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth. He's wearing the Ferrari hat. turned Italian over here. What is it? It's well, it's a one word title. Yes, and it starts with the same first letter as the director. Rush. 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 Good job, Tyler. <laughs> yes. All right, wait. It's to go. not a very racing term, Rush. No, it's no. not. No, actually the name Rush is really stupid for this. Yeah. Movie. No one's Except, rushing anywhere. I think it's more about <laughs> I think it's I think it's intended to be more about like the adrenaline rush. Ah, uh, it should just be called Angry Between James be called, and... It should just be called Angry Bits. Yeah. Angry Beef. It should be called just Beef. beef. <laughs> that makes more sense. Debuff. Debuff. If we learned in the first season. Beef by Ron Howard. So I, I've started that movie like three or four times. Yeah. I've never finished it. Mm. Tyler, here's the thing. Listeners, for those of you who don't know Tyler, let me introduce you to him. <laughs> this is the common tale with Tyler. He says this about every movie, so this is not something that's exclusive to the movie Rush. But it is a really good movie, so don't let that, we'll call that a review of sorts, deter you from watching it. Yeah, I won't read the reviews for Rush. (laughs) (laughs) All right, are you guys ready for number three, movie number three? Yes, you're crushing it and I'm not. Okay. One for, I'm not, yeah. Movie number three, it's not about the money. No, it's not. It's about the money. Ooh. It's not about the money. It's about the money. And it's a car movie. Matt Damon's in it. Easy. It's always about the money with Matt Damon. What decade is this? Ooh. Early 2000s? It's not about the money. It's about Mini the Mini Coopers money. in it. Oh, Italian job. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Oh. What kind of a tagline is that? Yeah. It's a Matt Damon tagline. It's not, He's not Matt in the Damon. movie. It's Mark Wahlberg. Oh, it's <laughs> a- <laughs> Edward Norton, most deaf. Are you sure? Oh, you know, Mark geez. Wahlberg and Matt Damon are very easily mistaken in the early 2000s, but it's definitely Mark Wahlberg in this movie. <laughs> They're both Bostons. Yeah. <laughs> both Boston, not very tall. Angry in most movies. 100%. It's yeah. Matt Damon. That yeah. is a weird tagline. Yep. It's a Mark Wahlberg tagline. <laughs> That's really what it is. It is. Mark it is. Wahlberg wrote the tagline. <laughs> it's he a ghost wrote it. Budget Matt, budget Matt Damon. That's <laughs> where I'm at. Oh, that's amazing. Okay, I've never watched that movie. What? I remember when it came out, I was obsessed with it. Um, I watched it a bunch. It's actually a really good movie. Yeah, it's fun. It's been on a lot. My sister liked it. Yeah. So, fun fact for you. It's definitely a, a high quality movie. The original Italian job is good. Yes. They have fun car ch- chase scenes in it, but there's no music. Yeah. So it's really Just quiet, really long car chase sounds. Scenes. Yeah. Put your own music over it and watch it. Interesting. Okay. Totally. So pretty awesome. I will still fall asleep. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. All right. So moving on to movie number four. This one, I might be the only person on planet Earth that thinks this is a car movie, but I'm standing behind it. So Top that gun. there Top is gun. your there's your first hint. <laughs> and your second hint. Yes. The dark side of nature. Mm. Okay, you're already going obscure saying this isn't a car movie. Era. It is a car the movie. The dark side of nature. Era. Yeah, what? Nineties. Nineties. Late nineties. 
Is the night nature talking about a human nature? No. Okay. Mother Earth. Um, what genre of movie is this? A little bit of a disaster flick. Tornet Twister. Yeah. We've talked about ah. this. <laughs> Twister is a car movie, and I will argue with anyone till I'm blue in the face that it, if they say that it is not, it is a mm. car movie through and through. Yeah. Are you sure it's not a tornado movie? Uh, no, it's that the the title think, would lead you to believe that, but for a person who drives a ninety one, this is why Chevrolet. This Blazer, is why the movie has probably the most righteous Chevy Suburban dually true that I've ever seen. It's from that time probably. period. Is that what does it? Is it just work. the? Is it just the Chevy that no, makes it a car movie? The the most of the movie is spent in cars. It's true. And they have these cool modified tech cars. Yeah. Is, yeah. It, is it Philip Seymour Hoffman's best movie? It is in my Is that what he got the Oscar for? Yeah, I mean, yes. Was Capote just a sorry for it, not giving it, it to him for Twister? Yeah, I think so. Mike. It, <laughs> it, was, it was actually an apology for putting him in Along Came Polly as uh, well. So. Gotcha. Mike. Okay, you've got a Dodge Ram, a yes. GMC bus, and a Ford F-150. And, and a Chevy Suburban. Yeah. And it's a car movie. It's a car movie. Yeah. And they Sounds like a fields. truck movie to me. Dude, truck, it is a little bit of a truck movie. movie. It's a truck movie. But it was the first time that I was introduced to Van Halen's humans being yeah. as they drove through yeah. cornfields, and it was just the most epic thing ever. With the, ah. <laughs> Definitely not that song. <laughs> that would be Led Zeppelin. With, with a cast like that, I, I can I, understand I, I, Van Halen. Yeah, totally. Bill Paxton, Helen Hunt, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. If you haven't watched Twister in, a, in the last two decades, uh, because it's only been out about that long, go back, watch yeah. it. I promise you, you'll enjoy it. What's the next tag? The last movie on my list okay. is one that I doubt severely that you're going to get. Great. So I will give you the tagline and then a major hint. Okay, give me the tagline first. And knowing Mike, it's like Fern Gully and he's going to throw in like tractors and it's a car movie. <laughs> It is not that bad, I promise. Okay. It is not that bad. Okay. An action adventure romantic comedy spy story. Get smart what? with um what decade? <laughs> no. <laughs> 1970s. And here's your hint. Yeah. The bad guys. Okay. All of the bad guys drive black Porsche 911s. That's pretty cool. And this is why I'm mentioning it. Not because BMWs. it is an obscure car movie, but it is a car movie. Okay, this is this is hard. Can you give me an actor in it? Oh yeah, I can, but <laughs> I'm not sure it's helpful. I don't know. I know actors. I was like, it's not. I'm, I'm to... tapping out. I don't know on this one. The main actor for this movie, I believe. Let's see here, just really quick, is Michael Crawford is the lead actor. Oh jeez, I don't got you. On yeah, this I'm one. not. I, I there's all blanks. I Porsche. Porsche. Are you ready? For it's it? all. Yeah, it's not BMW. It? This movie is called. Condor Man. Yeah. Have man. either of you ever seen Condor Man? Have you? I yes, have seen. I have. I've seen Days of the Condor with Robert Redford from the seventies. It's definitely not that movie because that man. would be a better movie than this one. <laughs> Was this? <laughs> is this some? I will explain that my dad, when I was like ten years old. He's like, we're watching Condor Man again tonight. <laughs> he was like, if you haven't seen this movie, it's not good. But let's watch it so that way you can oh see my how rad gosh. these Porsches are in this movie. Is are it, you looking up pictures? Yes. yes. You're going to have to flash him with these images. Oh, dude. There is a massive superhero with a condor wingspan. Yes. Yellow. That, that is, is the your color of like fire. 
It is that is Michael Crawford's Crawford's character, Woody Wilkins, the car. Yeah. Man. Is this more of a car movie than Twister? Is this <laughs> get out of my face. Is this the best of the MCU? Uh, <laughs> is this what started the MCU? Easy. It's 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 Disney. This is definitely Disney's first attempt at MCU. Wow. Wow. We're gonna have to put this one. But they had nine thirty five slant nosed black nine elevens as the villain cars yeah. to catch Pretty. the Pretty cool. Hero. So, anyways, that today wraps Great. up the, the five tagline game. Thanks for thanks for playing. That was a good round. Okay, yeah, those are sick. He drives a cool looking car too. Yeah, a bunch of Porsches. That's rad. Pretty dope. That's pretty cool. Um, good job. Yeah, fun thanks. quiz. Thanks. I did not do as good. Also, mine weren't as obscure. <laughs> you took all the good ones. Yeah, <sighs> those are all the car movies. All of them. They don't. They're all done. No, we did it. The other all. ten are no, the Fast and Furious franchise, and yes. then Cars itself, <laughs> and, then and then Cars, cars itself. itself. Which there's only one actual car in that, or two. Ah, uh, there's two actual cars in that movie. Mm-hmm. There's the Hudson Hornet, and then Sally Carrera, and then everything else is just like a real car. Guido's is a Fiat 500. Isn't I guess the, he's yeah. Isn't either. the truck a Peterbilt? He's a Mack. <laughs> Uh, His name is Mac. Mac. Yeah. <laughs> Max or Trump? I'm the Peter Bilt for dang sake. Okay, there's more. All yeah. right, all right. I, I take it back. Okay. There's also a forklift. <laughs> all right. Max is so annoyed. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> We're going through the cars cast and seeing who's real cars. <laughs> this is why people this listen, is why you, okay? I don't have kids. I don't care. You, you should care. <laughs> I don't know why you wouldn't want to be I in don't, Cars I land. don't know Cars as well as you guys do. You should. I should. Um, but we're going to be moving on to news. Then we're, it's race week. We are stoked. It's finally race week. It's Rossik. Yeah. After the longest. Really long break Spring ever. break. So unnecessary. Really long. It was a whole month. It was an entire month. Yeah. Why kick off the season and then just be like, okay, all right, everyone go home. Big break. We're just going to relax a little Mercedes bit. Mercedes needs time to right. catch up. <laughs> it's probably what probably they were true. doing. Yeah. yeah. FIA was like. Toto has to prove a point next nah, year. No, they're still recovering from that pit stop with Bottas uh, a couple of years ago. <laughs> still haven't gotten the lug nut off. Still working on it. Still setting the record for the longest pit stop ever. So we'll talk about Baku. We're stoked. And then last week we gave you a hint talking about Williams and the dark side of Williams. So we'll be diving into that. But first off with news. Coming off hot from ex Haas world, ex people that used to drive for Haas. Um, are you guys aware Uh-oh. that? <laughs> so this is this is going around right now, which is really fun, and it's great that we can talk about it because no one else can because they're not Haas fans. But Nikita Mazepin has taken legal action against the Canadian government. Oh, because they have banned his family from the country after the Ukraine invasion. Tyler is shocked. But the most shocking thing is that he believes this is the reason why he isn't allowed in Formula One right now. <laughs> Not because he's the worst driver to ever compete in the sport. No, it's definitely Ukraine and Russia's involvement. It's the, in the Canadian invasion. government keeping him down. It's just the Canadians. Um, yeah, that's amazing. It's really something. Completely delusional guy. Yeah. Also, just high five to Canada. Way to take one for the team for us and just let the Mazepin sue you. He's not mad at the USA, huh? Well, I mean, probably is. Probably distantly, but I'm so surprised. Canada's yeah. taking a big one for us. There. Yeah. <laughs> Canadian Border Patrol really holding it down for us. I just think it's great that Mazepin thinks he can compete. Yeah. yeah. I, re- I read that he thinks he's making his way back in with a new team. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Big yeah. fat rumor right there for you. I would take Daniel Kvyat all day over Nikita Mazepin, yeah. who is also 
a Russian race car driver. Kvyat got on a podium, didn't he? Yeah. Once or twice? Yeah, Kvyat was a good race car driver. Mazepin ran into the podium a few times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know how to Everyone say it. had pulled into Park Firma. He still had three laps to go. <laughs> They're like, wrong lane. <laughs> no, once the checkered flag is waved, it's over, Nikita. He's like, just one more shot. <laughs> one more shot. I've got fastest lap in Belgium. <laughs> I can do it again. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Poor Nikita. Uh, another bit of news. Did you guys see this? That climate change protesters stormed a Formula E race. I was watching the race. In Berlin. I And I couldn't believe good. it. I was Isn't like, that crazy? The E pre, you're protesting Formula E, the most eco-friendly yeah, race out there, trying to push climate change, like friendly, yeah, for solutions, motorsport, yeah. And you're gonna interrupt <laughs> this race? You guys are ludicrous. It's over battery production, production, easy. Yeah. Mm. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah. I think they're just misinformed motorsport fans. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Maybe they need to listen to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what we need to do. If it's you just are an climate, outreach program. If you were one of the port- protesters who st- stormed the race, <laughs> listen to our podcast. We're here for you. And we know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> we have quite the listener base in Berlin. Or they play this to punish prisoners in Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> that protest formula E races. <laughs> it's a very specific use. That's all the news I got. That's a, that's a, I have a big one news. other oh, yeah, what is it? item. The rumor mill. Mm-hmm. Besides Nikita, has really generated the worst rumor that has no basis uh, of reality. Is this what's going on Reddit? Yes, and it is that there is a Fernando Alonso mm-hmm. Taylor Swift. My favorite thing I've ever read. <laughs> My favorite thing I've ever read. They're like Fernando Alonso broke up with his girlfriend. Taylor Swift broke up with her boyfriend. They must be dating. His favorite. What did they say? Numbers twenty-two. Uh, yeah, they, they pulled that out. <laughs> it's like, here's a question for you guys, maybe for our but listeners. But it has no basis, though. So, anyways. does Taylor Swift? Does she the one? Does she do the breaking up, or do people break up with her? This one was have mutual. Lis- have you listened to her music? Yeah, yeah, of course. I, all of me, all of them. Me too. Um, <laughs> I think you know the answer to that question if you listen to her music. It's everyone else, man. Everyone, everyone's breaking up with her. No, well, she breaks like, up with them. Yeah. If that's the case, I would love to think that Fernando Alonso would be the first one to break up with her. Oh, Tyler, what did you find? No. <laughs> no. No? I'm going to read this for you. I can't find it now. <clears throat> Quoting the start. The reporter went on to describe how Alonso's favorite color is red, his favorite number is 22, <gasps> and all the teams he drove to were never getting back together. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the conspiracy theories line up. <laughs> All signs point to Taylor. Oh, man. <laughs> it's too when, much. When Fernando left McLaren, he said, we're never getting back together. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, That's that really was funny. the too much. Yeah, that mm. is really good. That's actually a great, great joke. If Alonzo wasn't the... If if we take Alonzo out of the equation, which Formula One driver would be the best date for Taylor Swift? Oh, this is a good question. Who do you see her with? Is it a Daniel? Is it a Pierre? Is it a... My mind immediately went to Pierre. It, it me too. For I don't sure. know why. That would be so frustrating to see. But like I, I don't know why. Yeah, well, it just would be frustrating. She'd be older than him, right? Yeah, yeah. but a lot older than most people on the grid, right? Yeah, but Lewis is about Taylor's age. He's he's probably three years older than Taylor. Three yeah. or four. This is important. We need to figure this out. Yeah, Daniel's probably the closest in age to Taylor Swift. I can I, see Pierre Gasly or Lewis dating. I'd Taylor. give it to Daniel. Really? I think <laughs> yeah. he's too fun. Yeah. You don't think Taylor's fun? <laughs> 
going to get so much hate now. <laughs> Swifties, like, Swifties are heavy. It's like dude. we have bashed Lewis on this podcast, <laughs> yeah, but now we are. <laughs> this is uncharted waters for us. Hate mail coming in. <laughs> we should clarify that there might have been a year on my Spotify Wrapped where Taylor was in the top ten. So I mean, I am. I do listen to Taylor Swift. You're just so defensive. Yeah, I haven't ever had her on my top ten. Really, but yeah. you've you've had some other female pop artists in your top ten. Yeah, but we're not talking about them. <laughs> I just don't think that he doesn't need to clarify. I just think Daniel's too too easygoing. No, for sure, for sure. No, I'm like, is I d- Taylor high maintenance? No, but who's who's know. the John Mayer of the grid? It's it's Lewis. It's Lewis. Nah, you don't think Lewis is the John Mayer? Did you see pics of him at Coachella? Ah, uh, or was he at just the like in a tank fest. top, or was he shirtless and just surrounded by girls? And he was like, and he's like posing, kneeling down. Just like, I'm just saying, he's John. He's, he's John Mayer. Yeah, I don't know. I'll give Lewis some credit. I don't think he's John Mayer. George Russell. And Taylor Swift. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. He could be her London boy. I feel bad for Taylor. Everyone's going to hate me for actually knowing what London boy is. I feel bad for Taylor. Oh, I don't. Isn't Calvin Harris the London boy? Is that who it was? I think so. I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, that was a good question I asked you guys. That is a great question. Now we're going to dive into race week. Rossik. Baku. Yes. Okay. Street circuit. Street circuit. Mike, what are we expecting? We're expecting, we kind of talked about it last year, Baku. Yeah, we're expecting a great race. You really like real. this circuit. It's one of my favorites. I feel like right now it is the like guaranteed dark horse of the of the f- whole calendar mm-hmm. because we always walk away with something that felt like a really fun race to watch. Right. I just feel like there are some... we have yet to be disappointed by Baku. Haas could perform really well. I think so. Yeah. And because of the uh, just the variables of the racetrack, uh, was it two years ago? Uh, both Lance Stroll and Verstappen blew tires right. on straightaways. <clears throat> love this track, and it just like it's a very taxing mm-hmm. thing on the uh, on the cars. But yeah, so two years ago we had the straightaway blowouts. Lewis which, was it last year that Lewis did the black magic and just went straight yep, off? Yeah, it's where the brake magic at the last lap or whatever. Yeah, the. In the first corner of a restart, mm. he left brake magic on, had locked the front brakes, and just went straight. Mm-hmm. Um, or no, that was two years ago. Was that two years ago? Yeah, and that's when Sebastian got the, the that's podium. That's right, for the first one for Aston Martin. Yeah, yeah. and so uh, last year- I mean, Vettel drove great that race. Yeah. Too, just the same. It wasn't, About, it wasn't just earned off yeah. of a Lewis yeah. mistake, but I think that one of the things that we've seen with this racetrack in the past as well is like- <laughs> This racetrack was also famously the location of Roman Grosjean's Ericsson hit us. Uh, and he, then no one hit him. No, he just <laughs> spun the car during a safety car period and crashed into the wall by himself. Oh, dear. And came over the radio and said, Ericsson hit us! <laughs> this is the race that I've seen highlights of where Danny Rick passed three people on the one corner. Yes. He had the triple overtake. This Late is, break them into oblivion. This is also the racetrack where Daniel Ricciardo rear-ended Max Verstappen. Oh, no. <laughs> ah. Was this the racetrack where did Lewis break check Seb? 
Yes, and then Sebastian rammed ran, into ran Lewis. Into yeah. him. So this racetrack breeds drama. Gets people mad. Yeah, and it's it's just really cool. Yeah. The layout's really basic through the, the city section mm-hmm. where you kind of have essentially a rectangle of big wide streets. Mm-hmm. I love it. Even so, that's where Daniel rear-ended Max mm-hmm. and Lewis drove off into turn one with the brake magic on. It's like, might look simple, but mistakes happen. That's what I was going to say. I think it's so basic, but it's also so outside of regular scope, right? Right. Of like 90 degree yeah. turn. They just threw a rectangle in there, called it a day. They're like, we <laughs> wow. don't need anything else here. <laughs> and it goes by a little castle. Yeah. And it gets really narrow. Like there. an alley. Turns into Monaco for a second. Wow. And so I've I've thought that this is kind of the fast forward future version of Monaco if we could ever adapt that race. Mm. We would need to include some areas where there's six lane highway for them to be able to pass. Mm. And that would change Monaco forever. Azerbaijan, the Baku race, is essentially Monaco with the six lane highway passing opportunity. Mm. So I get really excited about this race every year because there's tons of variables. It's a street course and it's got passing opportunities. I I have hope for Haas because just the the Australian Grand Prix that just happened with all the wrecks. I mean, Nico Hulkenberg held his own and made it through. Like, if there's any sort of uh, jumble up, we have Kevin Magnussen and Nico Hulkenberg holding tight. Right, we could see a podium. Totally, both of them in the points. Like that, it would be really great results with Haas. Right, and I think as a racetrack and and how it works, I do think that there because of actually, you know what, more at its core. Let's talk about how this year the midfield is so tight and they qualify so close together mm. that I honestly think that we will have a mid-pack battle that lasts the entire race. Okay, there's just going to be DRS trains and passing and things going mm. on the whole race. And again, it's like there's carnage. Yeah, Charles Leclerc piled it into a barrier during qualifying on a mm. pole lap. And uh, it's just one of those things where it's like, man, those mistakes happen and it changes the race. And Very so cool. I just think we're we're usually guaranteed one of the more entertaining events on a weekend in Baku. It'll be interesting because kind of getting into some of the suspension stuff uh, with the Red Bulls. Yeah. You notice the lockups last uh, in Australia. Right. I bet you see a little bit of that coming out of the start of the race. What are you What are you talking about? With Sergio Perez? Yeah, Sergio. Yeah. Go ahead and explain to us what you're looking at in that way. <laughs> Whoa. It's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the Tyler. podcast. Ooh, welcome to the podcast, Tyler. Break Time it down. Well... I mean, obviously, we don't know what we're going to see, but part of the geometry and whole aero package that the Red Bulls are running right now, it, um, to keep it like simple, because that's honestly how I think most of us who don't design aero understand things, including myself. Right, right. <laughs> is uh, the Red Bulls are pretty well integrated as far as suspension and their aero package, but ultimately, what you know flies around on the internet is the cars are really stiff, mm, and ultimately, okay. they have a lot of that anti-squat, anti-dive, um, anti-dive. Right. Um, I've never heard of anti-squat or so, dive. You know, like the porpoising issue with uh-huh. like the Mercedes other cars. Like, yeah. they've. I'm going to say it so simply, but between the arrow and how stiff the suspension as well as mm. the geometry of what they've made for their package, it ultimately stiffens up the car a lot okay. more than the other cars. But what that means is there's less weight transferred between back and front. So okay. that squat is that back end, the dive is the front end. Okay. okay. So, so if they're hitting brakes or Yeah, so that bias, like it's going to shift to the front on that, oh, on that front brake, right? So, but where you don't get as much of that weight transfer... Uh-huh. 
uh-huh. your front tires are going to heat up differently than the other cars, right? This is so crazy. And then you also don't put the weight on the front cars, uh, the front of the tires is like the other cars, right? Wow. Anyway, so you think about these 90 degree turns right out of the gate, like yeah. on start. That's why Max, I think you saw in some of the previous races, he doesn't get off the line as quickly as some of the other guys. Right. But he makes it up, right? Right. And we can get into that too a little bit more later. But right. I think you're going to see potentially a little bit of that. I don't know. A little more lockup. That's crazy. But, yeah, weight transfer is is a, has a lot to do with a few things, but everything in motorsport is all about how smooth and how you manage weight of the car. Because what's moving? I mean, inertia or whatever. Right. And the gas inside the gas tank. Right. (laughs) (laughs) The blood inside the driver's body. Right. The battery packs and all the other things that are on board with the car. Yeah, it's object in motion. It's going to stay in motion, right? And so the whole weight of the car shifted forward. That's crazy. And how you manage that then becomes... A technique of either the driver or the dynamic of the car. Yeah, and where the suspension is absorbing a lot of that, mm. normally the cars are feeling that duck. The driver can feel the car go down. It wow. kind of equates to how that driver's taking in the feedback from the car. And so you could argue that probably the Red Bull guys don't feel it the same way as some of the other drivers, right? Yeah. And so. I think that this is an interesting point to why there might actually be some disadvantage in this way for tire temperature. I think is actually similar to what Mercedes dealt with and why they had brake magic. Mm. So with the previous car, that was something that they had developed. I think that it was super flat and it performed really well. Mm. But I think that they really struggled with tire temperature, which is why they invented the dual axis steering, the DAS system, Yeah, because they were able to change the toe of the tire and that really increased its tire temp. Wow. But when you have something that's not depending on the tire so much with that dive, then the tires are just not getting up to temp as fast as the other cars. Yeah, it's a lot slower. But once you're in race and you're running and you've got your lap times figured out, you're on then pace. It's optimal. Your tires yeah. are up to temperature. You're good. Wow. Like you just, then you know the car. And that's why I think you're seeing like also Sergio and Max handle the car kind of at the same level Okay, for the most part. Right. I mean, I think arguably max probably does a better job but it's the most like balanced red bull version right of an f uh f1 car right between the two drivers normally you feel like you kind of see like car favors one guy mm-hmm. and this year they've been saying it how many times both yeah. drivers are really happy with the car you totally know? crazy yeah it would be great if sergio placed higher than max right great if max crashed out and we saw <laughs> Do you guys see the conspiracies around that? No. Him having to delete a tweet. Oh, oh we, yes. That we talked about we it, talked about it. Uh, yeah. See? Yeah. If you'd listen to the podcast, you'd know that we <laughs> talked about this previously. This is great. You're the, you're you're helping us <laughs> harken back to old episodes. Here's like, You ready for what I said about that? I mean, I don't need you to redo last week. No, I can bro. definitely just walk home <laughs> and go listen to it and then come back. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. But I don't think it's a conspiracy theory. I think it's just fact. Well, right. Right. I think you're right. It's just that we, and we just got the number is, two. He's just number he two. He needs to be the uh, the. Well, the you got assistant. the whole thing. You got, uh, and then Danny's right there and he's just like not worried about it. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Go ahead and win the championship. Yeah. I dare you. <laughs> yeah. And so Danny just wants to play second fiddle and he's okay with it. <laughs> at this stage, he's yeah. like, just give me a car. Um, yeah. But anyway, going back to where we were at, because that was last week's episode. Yeah. It was. It was part of last week's Can you episode. explain one thing to me? Yeah. And not to take over. Black, uh, brake magic? Is that a... Um, it was a switch on the previous generation Mercedes. Did you that coin was, that, though? I don't... No, it's, it's it. literally labeled brake magic on Lewis's car. Do you know why? 
And it was because what it would do is a literal switch and it would make uh, would put 90% brake pressure to the front. I don't know how I missed this. And because that's, that switch was flipped in 2021. That's why he had all the smoky deal. Uh-huh. Was yeah, because he had all of now. his brake bias in the front to warm up the tires. See, I thought it was a Doja Cat album that he was working on. <laughs> yeah, with... under XNDA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> brake magic. <laughs> that would be... I would I would actually love it if Lewis released a song under XNDA called Break Magic. Magic. I it would be die. huge right now. It, it would. Now that there's actual people fans of the sport oh, yeah. that are paying yeah. attention to what Lewis is doing. Yeah, as opposed to Pipe with Christina. Yeah, it's like it slid under the radar. All right. Yeah. And, and she appreciated Lewis it. Lewis likes sliding under that thing. It's true. It's true. Yeah, I mean I'm saying it's it's okay if it's true. <laughs> Spread it on a table up a radar. We don't know. Technically, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. But uh, it would be great if Max had a hard race and Checo had a great race. Something about this race I think I'm with like, you on that, though. Yeah. To even out the championship. Wasn't it a couple years ago as well that Max, I feel like Max smashed a barrier in the in practice or qualifying? Well, I think- I don't remember that. This is totally just my opinion. I think this is one of the more intimidating, like just on track, like views, like out. Like normally you kind of, it's more like open, right? Like outside of like some of the other, like in city circuits, but like- Right. This one, I just feel like you got the castle and like you get into the finish you're line You're in area tall buildings. Like you're yeah. you're kind of just in there. Right. That's true. Yeah. There's you know? definitely not a lot of like- mm. It is kind of claustrophobic. Yeah, there's like cage fences everywhere. Yeah, yeah it's just a, it's just kind of interesting. A, it's like a cage match. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah, we should call bone it saws that. ready. A, a medieval cage. <laughs> 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 Yuki Sonoda is bone saw. Bone Sonoda. No, so I feel like the other thing about this is. We forgot to mention a huge thing. Yeah, what was it? Of course. This weekend is the first sprint race of the year. Oh, cool. Which is huge because they haven't done a sprint race in Baku. Yes, I like the sprint races. Yeah, I mean, it's funny how many people are like, this is stupid. We just have like two races. And it's like, since when was that a complaint? Yeah, we didn't have a race for like a month. Yeah, give us four races this weekend. You know who doesn't like sprint races? You. No, Red Bull specifically. How come? I don't know. They're the same issue we were just talking about. Oh, they can't get up to, t- to temperature. So, yeah. yeah. It's a shorter race. It's a shorter race. They have Ooh. a harder time out the gate. It's why Max is, well, the rumor, if you will, it's why mm-hmm. Max kind of putting his foot down right now. He's like, it doesn't work for the car. They have a higher chance of wrecking. Right. I like this. Yeah. yeah. So, like, take them out, <laughs> sweep the leg. <lake. laughs> Could you imagine if that's a conversation at like just this Aston Cobra Martin. guy? Yeah. Lawrence is like, Lance, sweep the leg. Put him in a body bag. <laughs> Lawrence That's Fernando. That's Fernando. <laughs> and it's just crash gate all over again, but this time it's uh it's a little different roles. Yeah, it'd be great. But he can't let his son go over. Oh, it, yeah. Fernando. Cause 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 Lawrence Stroll can't fire his son. He can but the FIA could eject his son for life, opening up the car for a good driver. We found Lawrence's <laughs> excuse. We found the perfect plan. You don't think you don't think like all the broken bones coming into the season wasn't a hit? <laughs> oh, geez. you don't think it was a hit? <laughs> Whoa, Lawrence is paid someone to take out dark. his. <laughs> He's like, dude, Mazepin. If you can take him out, I'll get you Canadian citizenship. <laughs> 
It did not. It got oh, bought. It got it botched. It did not work. <laughs> he's, he's looking for plan B. He's like, oh, Lance, you can drive. Great. <laughs> Great. Uh, My son, you're... <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how quickly you healed my son. Damn it. I was just about to rewrite the will. <laughs> just... I'm so glad to see you. Awkward oh. moments where he's in the hospital room about to unplug things with nurses walking in. He's like, oh, just just, just turning the TV off. <laughs> he's sleeping. Daniel Ricardo's like, you know, there with flowers. <laughs> Is he gone yet? Get out, get out. Get this is awkward. Get out. <laughs> he survived. Oh, man. That's amazing. That's I'm a just, better conspiracy theory than Checo deleting tweets. Yeah, that's just real. Okay. And uh, You we, heard it here first. Yeah, for <laughs> that's real. it. Wait, wait, I'm sure. I'm sure they did hear it here who, first. Who would Lawrence get to pull the hit? We need to see Lawrence's connections. Mm, see, I don't okay. believe it was Lawrence at the end of the day. Is Tommy Hilfiger a person or was it just a, a name, made yeah. a name for a brand? Who do you think it was, Tyler? I check back next week. Yeah, Cliff there you go. Oh, good. Go. That's a good idea. I like that. That'll keep your listeners. <laughs> you're, ca- you're catching yeah, on quick. I got this it. guy over yeah. here. He's figuring out how to get people to come back. Yeah, I got you. Um, <laughs> so that lots to look stuck, forward to in Baku. For another race finally on the calendar. Yeah, for the most part, what are we going to find out in Baku? Who Lance Stroll's attacker was? <laughs> Solely. That's it. You might find out who wins the race, but you will find out who. Um, oh, we we have a race this weekend. Then it's back to back. Yeah, back to back. Then we have the Miami Grand Prix the next week. Yeah. Oh, we're going back to Miami. Bienvenido Welcome a Miami. Welcome to Miami. <laughs> so, but we, before we get to a race that might ultimately be the worst representation of America by being the best representation yep. of America. Yeah. Death by accuracy. <laughs> I mean, I'll say I'm a little out. Are they keep, first? Are they keeping the the boat section? Uh huh. That's still there. Did you know that they added real water this year? Because because they put a pool over there for swimming. Oh, but nice. the boats are still in fake water. <laughs> <laughs> so not That's, that big of an improvement. It makes sense, though. Yeah, America's all about plastic and fake McDonald's. It's wood, right? Uh-huh. Right. With a vinyl wrap. Oh, yeah. That sounds okay. Right. Well, shifting gears today at WKRX. That's a new one. It was BBL last time. <laughs> WBBL. Shifting gears from Baku. We teased it last week. We want to talk about Mike was saying he has beef with Williams, the dark side of Williams. The dark side of the will. Darth Williams. Yes. One of the most winning teams. Yes, they have a lot of constructors championships. Uh-huh. Lots of success. But clearly the team that we know now hardly resembles the successful Williams that was I don't know, twenty years ago, thirty years ago. Before I guess I and you're probably gonna do this, but before you get into I guess what we want to talk about in terms of like why Williams was I don't know how they acted or whatever I don't know how to yeah no this. yeah but like maybe you want to give like a brief history of like what the team is because they're not like a were they a big manufacturer team no they were, were they, a scrappy backed. bringing parts together team definitely they definitely resembled more of a Haas mm-hmm. especially to begin with. Mm. And evolved over time into a bigger team. Started by Frank Williams. Frank Williams, which they still named the chassis FW after Frank Williams. Um, because every car since the beginning has had an FW and then a numeric oh, to follow. That's what the Williams. Yep. Okay. Interesting. So fun fact. Yeah. So back in 1978, 
Frank Williams decided to start Williams Formula One team. That was the year after the first Star Wars came out. Oh, that's a good year. Maybe that was the inspiration. Yeah, he saw it and it was like, you know, he just saw Jabba's Palace and was like, I could be Jabba. Yeah. Although I don't know if Jabba's Palace was in the first one. No, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't. Gotcha. No, he saw some Jawas. <laughs> um, he's like, I could have Jawas working for me. This podcast has taken a bad turn. Really bad turn. <laughs> People have stopped listening to us. <laughs> Sorry to derail you. 1978, Frank Williams. No, so 1978 was the first year of Williams. Alan Jones signed to drive for the team. Uh, they purchased chassis cool, and kind of adapted them and evolved them and, and had a team. And that was the first year. Uh, Clay Regazzoni won the British Grand Prix in 1979, which was Williams' first win. That's a pretty good entry to the sport. A year later, having a win. Yep. And that's great. Also, Clay Regazzoni was a pretty well-respected Formula One driver at the time. Cool. So to be able to get somebody like Clay to drive for you was a pretty big deal. 1980, Alan Jones, who signed in 1978, wins the, the Drivers' Championships and Williams takes the Constructors' title. So a year after they start, they get a win. Yep. Two years after they start, they're winning everything. They won the championship. Holy crap. So, kind of nuts. Great team. They get a little bit of a hiatus between 1980 and going on and upwards for the next kind of 12 years. 1986. A non-winning hiatus. Yes. Yeah. Frank Williams is involved in a road car accident, not a racing car. Mm, just A driving. road car accident that paralyzes him. Mm. Yep. It's too bad. And is, uh, but never let it stop him. So Frank continues to run the team, though becoming a quadriplegic. If you see him on, is he on the first season of Drive to Survive? Uh, Cla- Claire was his daughter. Claire is his daughter. I think they do show him later in life. Yeah. And yeah. He shows up to races. You see him on the first season. Yeah. So uh, he was, uh, and it was part of what made kind of Williams become an inspirational story. Very cool. It's a team that kind of started from nothing. Frank had obviously a lot of fight and drive to continue to be dominant Mm -hmm. despite some huge health challenges. But the next time that Williams would win something is what I would consider the transition to a Williams that was the era that Mike stops being a Williams (laughs) supporter. Okay. Okay. And I'll explain why. So now, the other thing that you need to understand about Williams is that there was another person involved in this company named Patrick Head. Patrick was the chief technical officer and ran all of their engineering and everything for years. He was Frank's number two. Mm, The old Patty Head. And Patrick was known for (laughs) having some opinions and disagreements with drivers and many things of the like. He was like, Mm. Star Wars is a good movie. And they're like, no, it's not. And he was He's like, like, the prequels will be better. And they're like, like, no, they won't. <laughs> the door is that way. He's like, George Lucas has not lost his mind. <laughs> He's a great storyteller. And Max is wondering why <laughs> I go on tangents. <laughs> oh, man. So, But in 1992, Williams returns to form with Nigel Mansell. Okay. This is post-Return of the Jedi, pre-Phantom Menace. And That's where we sit in history. This is where in we're sitting. In case you were wondering. If, you're, if your whole life, <laughs> you know, sometimes there's geographic landmarks this to is, help you figure out how to drive somewhere. Yeah. In Max's world, the timeline <laughs> management is between yeah. Star Wars prequels and sequels. Yeah, that's how I know. Yeah, so... Okay, 1992. 1992, Nigel Mansell wins the first five rounds of the season, and wow. they do go on to take both drivers and constructor titles. 
but here's, he wins the first five races. First five races That's of the lot. season. That's a lot. And then continues to at least close the season out yeah. by taking both championships. Crazy. 24 hours after securing championship for Williams. A day a, later. So within he's Within the top 24 of the hours, Williams notifies Nigel Mansell that he either takes a pay cut of half of his salary or he can leave. Holy cow. So 24 hours so, after so- <laughs> securing the championship. <laughs> Taking the first five races. Taking the first five races, finishing the season by delivering a championship. They're like, hey, put the trophy down. Don't even sober up yet because you're still drunk (laughs) off of champagne. You're still a little buzzed. (laughs) Take a half cut or get out. Or the door is that way. A half cut from the salary he was making the previous year? Correct. Not even... So you are now a Formula One world champion. Holy cow. And have delivered for the team. And just crushed and it for And you are us. being notified that you mm. need to take this a 50% is pay cut. Very interesting strategy. Yeah. And Nigel Mansell declined, accepted a cart contract to race IndyCars in America. Congrats. And left Formula One. He left Formula One. Yep. And it was because, I mean, you imagine, you, you're top of the world. You've delivered a Formula One championship yeah. for Williams. Yeah. A British team and a British driver. It seemed yeah. as though it was written in the stars. He was going to continue. Maybe he was a contentious member of the team. We don't oh, have anything to tell us otherwise yeah. at this point. <laughs> well, it ba- was a hit. Basically, <laughs> basically what happens when did next? Lawrence own part of it? Yeah. Anyway, keep going. Well, so what ends up happening next is that Alain Prost, after taking a sabbatical and okay. had left Ferrari for a season, was coming out again back to the racetrack and was signed to an agreement with Williams oh. to be their number one driver. Okay. Oh. So in 1993, Alain Prost signs a contract with Williams yeah. and a stipulation in his contract is that Ayrton Senna is not allowed to join the team. As long as I'm on it, <laughs> he cannot be on the team. Okay, mm. that is in his was contract. There, was there a threat of that? Ayrton Senna was driving for McLaren. Right. And crushing it. Correct. But Williams had a very dominant car yeah, in 1992. Very interesting. very interesting. And it looked like it was an upward trajectory. Okay. And so Alain Prost says, I will drive for you, but you cannot sign Ayrton Senna to my team. Senna stays... So in 1993, Senna stays at McLaren. Okay. Alain Prost wins his fourth driver's championship with Williams. Okay. But as the season is winding down, yeah. he is notified that Ayrton Senna will be joining the team in 1994. And Alain Prost says, I retire. Holy cow. And so his disdain <laughs> for Ayrton Senna it just is Williams <laughs> forcing him to retire and saying, "There's the door." This guy can't. Thank get you away for from winning Senna. a championship. See ya. Okay, there's a weird pattern happening here. This right. is interesting. So, in 1994, tragedy strikes Williams. Yeah, why are you treating your dra- champions like this? Back to back, different champions. It's an absurd. It defies logic. Yeah. This is not a way that a, a team continues to dominate. Right. It's the budget conversation. If you look at Mercedes with Lewis mm-hmm. Hamilton, imagine if Mercedes was just changing drivers like they changed yeah. socks, and it was Nico Rosberg, Lewis Hamilton, Daniel Ricciardo, Max Verstappen. George Russell. And it's just like all of the world championships that were under Mercedes yeah. were different drivers. Different drivers. And that's essentially the the the, the story of sort Williams. of the Williams way. Frank Williams and Patrick had had this belief cemented in their minds, and it is a Formula One known. Like it across the culture, they knew drivers were replaceable. And that mm. was a Williams, like they knew it as a team. If if, if they had all their faith in their car, 
They're like, our car is unbeatable. We just need someone who can handle it. Right. And it, they don't need to be anything special. And if they get mouthy, they can leave. Yeah. It's a, it's a whole game. It's a different mentality. So did that pattern continue? 1994, Aerodin Senna joins the team and is in a fatal accident in Imola. Yeah. Which obviously deeply changes the course of history at this point. Yeah. However, the team managed to win the Constructors' Championship in 1994. Jeez. Okay, another championship. Moving on. 1996, Damon Hill wins the Drivers' Championship and Williams takes their eighth Constructors' title. Williams decides not to take the option on his contract and is let go. It's a money thing. It's just a money game. That's all them. I'm going to say. It's a baseball thing. It is, for sure. It's a, is, it's a how do we run winning drivers with our car without giving raises yeah. type right. of game. Which is crazy that the first one, um, I already forget his name. Alan Jones. Whoever it was that, that, did, that had the option to take half the salary. Oh, Nigel Mansell. Yeah. Nigel Mansell. Why couldn't he, like, like the, the idea that they wouldn't even pay him a, his salary again for the, the following next year. year. It's like, no raise, but you can keep your salary. You got an Alain Prost who was knocking on the door oh, saying, see, like, crazy. I will take the salary and yeah, that's come what and I'm, drive for you. Did he wow. take the... The the cut. I, I don't know. I'm not sure what his negotiated rate was, but I think that it would have to be close. A three time world champion versus your one time, mm-hmm. and somebody who is considered the professor air quotes. That's Alan Alan Prost's nickname. Oh, yeah, he's gonna deliver a championship if mm. he drives for you. Nigel might be a question mark. Alain's a guarantee. Wow. And so they were cutthroat, and they let Nigel go. And then. And then Alain on Prost. to Alain Prost, who they forced into retirement. Damon Hill. Senna, who passed away. Damon Hill comes up, steps into the seat in 1996, delivers a championship. They decide not to renew his contract. So weird. And is let go. Yeah, budget thing all the way. It's got to be right. Yeah. And, and, then, and then Jacques Villeneuve, who is the Canadian slash American... He drove an Indy car and was brought over by Williams to race in Formula One. Okay. Um, Jacques won his championship <laughs> in 1997. <laughs> and then what and, happens? And then from there, the car s- sort of started. This is this is the mm. last time Williams was a successful car. Yeah. It was 1997. Mm. And as they dropped down the order, it progressively got more and more and more mm. terrible. And so- They incurred the wrath of- all of that bad juju. Yeah. And now they're like karma caught. The yeah, karma caught up. It caught up to them and they started to get real defeated. And at one point, they really, the, the lowest that they probably ever sunk was Pastor Maldonado, which is something that I think that we need to cover in a deep dive topic. Was this like a, in the a pastor? What church? <laughs> is the Church of Crash. <laughs> the Church of Crash. Pastor Maldonado was worse than Nikita Mazepin. Oh, wow. And at some point, we will have to we'll talk. Have to, yeah, talk about the worst. Or at least just cut a really nice compilation reel for our fans to be okay. able to watch <laughs> just how ridiculous Pastor Maldonado was. But an interesting strategy from Williams. Right. Yeah, you think that's like so backward from what we see at Mercedes and Red Bull. They build the car around the driver. Right. And they yeah. don't let go of that driver. I mean, different time in F1, though. Like, money in way different. Hmm. But I think if you look at, like, some of these other teams that really fought through challenging times just to maintain the drivers that they had, mm-hmm. it seems to me that it's it's hard to call it respectable. Mm. Ron Dennis with McLaren was always fighting bankruptcy. It didn't matter how huh. much money 
Danny Marlboro is pouring into the team. Yeah. Yeah. He was always fighting bankruptcy because he's paying drivers a ton and he had the fastest car ever made. And so um, these other teams were still weighing their finances in a way that it was completely unstable, but still delivering world championships. It seems like Williams found this sort of formula to be like, well, if we pour more money into the car than we do yeah. driver, then we're able to sustain this and continue to grow. Yeah, the car is a constant. The driver is not. Is the variable. Yeah, the car never asks for more money outside of what we decide. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. But, yeah, that's a good point. But yeah. then the, I think that the problem became, though, is that... That they found themselves in a situation where nobody trusted them. Mm. Yeah, they burned everything. Every single driver on the grid was kind of like, why would you race for Williams? Yeah. You win a world title and they'll just axe you. Yeah. And so that as that slowly well, became kind more, of a game. World title or nothing. Right. Yeah, they kind of made that bed for themselves, huh? Right. And in the other teams version. kind of rose from the ashes. A Mercedes buying a Braun GP. It didn't seem like that was going to be a super sustainable team. Mm-hmm. And Lewis Hamilton rolled the dice on them, and we know how that worked out. Yeah. And so, but Williams became uh, a lost. farm team. They <laughs> <laughs> lost big. He lost Snake big. Eye. But Williams these days we know to be the the Mercedes B team, C team, maybe D team. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was a time when Haas was trying to defeat Williams. Right. And those days are far behind us now. <laughs> and we look back and laugh at them. I, well, and I, I, I can say amazingly, the thing that's so impressive about Haas, truly, mm-hmm. is how much they've overcome. Money management. When you look at Williams and how much they've struggled mm-hmm. to get away from being the worst team. Oh, yeah. Haas has... They took a dive for a bit. Haas did it on purpose. Yeah. And then bounced right back to where they were. Right back, yeah. And it's very impressive to if see. If not slight improvement. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. But it's amazing to be, uh, even in the, the realm of talking about best of the rest, mm-hmm. when you were last. Yeah. Did you guys get into uh, K-Mag and uh, Nico Rosberg? K-Mag Oh, Rosberg. Nico and Hulkenberg, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um... K-Mag's like budget Nico Hulkenberg. Oh, you think? Yeah, so... This is interesting. So Enlighten this. I was looking at their... Their... Uh, um, what do you call it? Their little profile pictures. Yeah. Their, yeah. <laughs> their <laughs> headshots. Their headshots. <laughs> their headshots. I'm like, well, I can't even think of that. And let me pull this up for you. You think that Magnuson is just the Kroger brand of Hulkenberg? <laughs> yeah, dude. white label. Hulkenberg is a handsome dude. I'm just, I'm just gonna like, I'm gonna flip this around. Magnuson for you. is also. Ha- uh, <laughs> 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 I get, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. I was like, they're both handsome guys, but Hulkenberg. I mean, I'm gonna go. Kirk, I can get it. I'm gonna go Kirk and Kirkland's signature though. I'm gonna like this isn't. We're not going to be that far down that it's not a Kroger brand. I think it's, <laughs> yeah. it's private label Duracell. That is a hot take from Tyler on this yeah. podcast. Just, say, just saying. I was looking at it. I'm like not convinced <laughs> that they had like a game plan outside of like, hey, who like K-Mag did good, slick back hair, blonde, little scruffy. Kate, Nico's good. Yeah, He's good. He's going to be good. <laughs> every, time, every time we push this direction, it's worked for us. Yeah, this is good. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, I think that's a, a fair assessment. <laughs> I think they tried it with Mick, but it was too clean, so they had to yeah. go like... Yeah. Anyway. yeah. That's they all were, I'm saying. It's were... a bad hot take. I, I understand that, <laughs> but like I was looking at it. It's not even hot. It's kind of just nah. a luke. It's kind of cold warm. cut. 
Cold cuts. <laughs> cold cuts. There's hot takes and there's cold cuts. I think Tyler's serving up some Subway. <laughs> anyway. No, that's um, amazing. It's a great it's little history lesson on Williams. Yeah, and I um, think- uh, I was not aware of. Yeah. I think look for them to actually be a little bit competitive in Baku because there are so many straightaways. We'll see. And the car is really slippery. Baku's going to be fun. I think I just saw that they just upgraded some brake tech too. Oh. Like that was kind of their upgrade yeah. potentially or they're I mean, going to implement. I don't know. I'll be honest. That makes you go slower. Yeah. They freak. only slow you down. Hosk <laughs> got rid of their brakes. Yeah. <laughs> Lighter, yeah. faster. Yeah. <laughs> speed speed never killed anybody. It's exactly. suddenly becoming stationary. Yes. And yeah. So uh, they're I don't actually, know why you're making brakes better. To be fair, they're just drilling more holes in them. Um, so they technically are lighter <laughs> brakes. <laughs> so they're less efficient, but less, not as hot. More efficient at being less oh, there hot. You go. There you go. Yeah. That's what I meant to yeah. say. Yeah, correct. Well, uh, thanks anyway. for joining us for the podcast this week. Thanks, Tyler, for being our guest today. And Thank you, Tyler. Filling in some nice conspiracy theories for us. Happy to make a mess of things. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> no, it's all great. Um, yeah, follow us on Instagram. Like us. Rate us on Spotify. Listen to us wherever you want to. Share us. Tell us about your friends. No one's told us about any of their friends. I'm yet. still waiting. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are disappointing me. Yeah, and then hopefully we'll see you next week. Tell us about your we don't want people to tell their friends about us other way around thanks guys if you can take him out I'll get you Canadian citizenship (laughs)